0: Welcome back. Afternoon drive. Goodman, Mason. Watch us. MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products. Twitter feed. At Mace Denver. At Eric Goodman. If you're looking for a wholesale alum to the public, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about my guy, Eric Cook. At Farmers Insurance. I've worked with Eric for well over five years. He does my health insurance. My auto insurance. My home. He's about to do my life insurance as well. I honestly trust him with everything and you should as well. So many great things about working with Eric Cook and the Cook Insurance Group. They have over 70 years of experience, but what makes them special is they stay on everything. So every year they call you to make sure you have the type of coverage that you need. When the Marshall fires happen, A lot of people didn't have the right coverage. Why? Because insurance agents, they take you for granted. They want to collect their commission check. They don't check in every year. And a lot of people wound up not being covered the way they should have been. If Eric Cook covered every single person with the Marshall Fires, they would have been fully covered. That's why you want to work with him and his staff. They're going to ask you the right questions to get you the right policy. Call today. 303-790-8089. 303-790-8089. Time now for The Buzz. The Buzz is presented by Eric Cook at Farmers Insurance. The Cook Insurance Group. Focused on people, not policies. Call today at 303-790-8089. That's 303-790-8089. All right, let's go out to the hotline. I want to bring in our friend Jeff Hewson, longtime Major League Baseball player. Of course, he's one of the voices of the Rockies on AT&T Sportsnet. How are you, Huey?
1: I'm doing great. Just got back from Arizona late last night and home for a couple days before opening day on Friday.
0: When you played, I'm sure opening day was a very big deal. By game 110, you were probably thinking, I can need a, I probably need a break. But opening day for baseball players is a big thing. Is it a big deal for broadcasters as well?
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, not as big as when I was playing and you knew you made the team and you got all those perks and everything like that. But it is still a special day. It, it holds a special meaning for me because baseball has been in my blood. This is my what, 37th year in professional baseball, 17 covering the Rockies. So it still is so much fun. I, I Honestly, two days away, I already got my suit, my tie, my my shirt all ironed. Everything's ready to go.
0: You only have one?
1: Well just one suit, I just rotated it every day.
0: Oh, that's what I thought. If you, <laughs> if you only own one suit, I would recommend you ask for a raise.
1: I've got more than that, but I have the one picked out for Friday, all ready to go.
2: All right. So... You've been a part and cover of and have covered opening days probably in many different places. Why is Colorado's opening day special compared to others around baseball?
1: Well, I think uh, a lot of it has to do with what happens outside the ballpark as well um, and, and all the area and all the bars right there. Uh, I mean, yeah, Wrigley Field has all that too, and that's pretty special. Uh, I, I, I guess it's just the ambiance of being there, the flyover. I like the way they uh, put the purple line right in front of uh, Blake there or our 20th. Um, no, actually Blake. So it, it's really cool that they do all that, but I just like when I, when I'm walking in or when I get there in the ballpark, I'll probably get there uh, on Friday around, uh, nine 10 o'clock. It, the place. It's already jumping. It's like a national holiday. And I think every opening day should be a national holiday.
0: We are talking with, uh, Jeff Houston. You can listen to him and watch him with our good friend, Drew Goodman on uh and t Sportsnet. Of course, he does the games with Ryan Spielborgs and Corey Sullivan as well. And um, I am missing, oh gosh, and she is so stinking good. Uh, Jenny? Jenny Kavner, my bad. I don't know why I always think Alana Rizzo. She was great too. With that, when you played, the Rockies were already in existence. So when you were playing, if somebody would have told you in 1993 that in 2022... The strength of the Rockies would be their starting pitching. How hard would you have laughed?
1: Well, it would have probably been a pretty good chuckle to start with for sure, because that uh, you know it's never really been synonymous. They've had a few years here and there, but with this group, the way they've really come up through the minor leagues together, and, and I kind of throw Herman into that too because he came over as a pup in that trade. Um, so I, I look at all these guys, they they are veteran guys now, but they're still in their mid to late 20s, which is a, right where you want to be. Um, so they all have that individual fire in different ways but um that that's going to determine a lot of how this season goes for the rockies just like every club you need that starting pitching to kind of set the tone and then the offense has to do their thing but it's going to be the guys on the hill that really um help define what this season's about
2: where does this rotation for you stack up compared with other recent rockies rotations better worse about the same or even
1: historically
0: or even
2: historically
1: well, I think historically, overall, uh, I think it's probably at the top. I do look at that rotation in 07 with Francis Cook, but you remember, like, uh, Franklin Morales came in a little bit. He yeah. had a baldo. So, um, you know, those guys all came together. That was, that was a really nice run because you only used, I think it was eight different starting pitchers that year. Um, but I think the first, at least the first four guys in the rotation, uh, we'll see how Chad cool plays out here, but at least the first four guys in the, in the rotation, you feel like when they go out there, you've really got a chance to win that night. Cause that's how players look at it too. They look at it like, okay, how does my guy stack up against their guy? And for the most part, you can say, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll take my chances here.
0: You and I have had this conversation on the phone and I do not for the life of me understand Rockies fans who are bashing the signing of Chris Bryant. I only see it as a positive. Granted the Rockies maybe bit against themselves maybe but at the end of the day if he performs specifically at Coors Field and does what maybe he did four or five years ago and he's always been a pretty good power hitter anyway it's going to be a terrific signing. You said you just got back from Arizona. With his presence in the clubhouse, an MVP award winner, a guy who has won a World Series, how much of it all has it affected the
1: atmosphere in that locker room? Well, don't forget, too, he also wanted to come here. You know, okay, I'll get granted. You know, maybe the money was better. I don't know. But I just look at what he's done in that locker room with everybody else, I, I watch him every day during batting practice, and that's really kind of where you've feel like, does this guy have it? Does he belong? Do the guys gravitate to him? And that's the place for me, just watching the interaction with what he has with other guys, the way he kind of will joke with them, and he's just got this presence about him, because he has been other places. He's been an MVP. So I think for Chris Bryant and the Rockies, I think it's a great fit. I look for him. You know, you kind of hate to put numbers, but I'm going to go ahead and do it right now. He's a 30-plus home run guy. No question. 30 to 40 doubles. um, and at the ballpark, you know, his his career batting average is right around 270. I think it's going to be up to closer to 290. So I, I just think it's really neat that they went out and got somebody like that because it was a pressing need that they needed in the outfield. They needed that, that other veteran guy in the clubhouse to mix in with everybody else.
2: Is this the year that Brendan Rogers finally lives up to the potential that uh, he's had for a while? Yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, I, I just say that automatically because – you know he's hurt a couple of years, and then last year was hurt a little bit. Got off to a slow start, but then once he hit that first home run, it was like okay. He ended up with 15 home runs. He just looks like a different player in, in spring training now. His body's in great shape. I noticed at second base, I've, I've been impressed with the work he's put in there. Uh, you know, Bud's hit him third the last couple of days down in spring training. I don't know if that's where he hits, but if he does, it'd be really nice for him because he's got Charlie and then Chris Bryant hit ahead of him. I think. For me, again, I'm going to throw some numbers out there. He's 25 home runs, uh, a bunch of doubles, and he has a chance to be that superstar player that the, the, the prospect label has put on him for so long.
0: I'll tell you what I see all the time and I read all the time. People talking about the signing of Chris Bryant, the trade that they recently made with the Blue Jays, talking about uh, Sensatella and Freeland and Marquez. You know what I haven't seen or heard one thing about. Now, one thing, the bullpen, the closer. I haven't read anything in the Denver Post, and I read the Denver Post all the time, about the bullpen. Where is this bullpen at?
1: Well, I think that's the one key right now that Bud really hasn't determined who the closer is going to be. Is, is that okay? Be?
0: Is that okay as a former player? you go going into I, the opener and you don't know who your guy is?
1: Well, Yes and no. I do think that there has to be a closer designated because it's sometimes it's really hard when you go closer by committee because if that bone rings, talking to p- pitchers, and, and as a position player, too, you've got to have confidence and you know who's coming in and going to be able to close out the game. Uh, it could be Colome, it could be Bard, and maybe even Estevez. I think Estevez is probably a little bit better in the 7th and 8th inning um, and then have those two veteran guys come out. But Bud hasn't said it yet. It'll be interesting. I'm sure that's going to be one of the first questions he has to answer on Friday, or maybe we just find out on Friday who he's going with and then does he roll with them again. Um, but right now, when you look at that bullpen, it you know it got hurt a little bit today with Lucas Gilbert going on the I.L., um so you, you replace it with jordan sheffield uh, justin lawrence those those two guys are coming up but i i gotta believe you know last year there was some really rough patches if they're just like steady they don't have to be great if they're just steady it's going to be so much better for the ball club overall
2: with, without gilbert uh, where do they turn in the bullpen for a lefty at this point
1: well, I, I don't think they would use Ty Block in that situation. I think Ty's still going to be used uh, to to maybe do an inning. He could get a left hander out if it's you know two outs in the seventh. Um, but I think to get the lefties out, I think it would, he would probably go to Carlos to be able to get that guy. Um, it, it, that's kind of a really an interesting one because. Lucas just threw on Tuesday and he looked great. He struck out three guys and the and velocity was 94. So I was a little surprised today when I when I got that news.
2: Last year as a team, the Rockies they hit 217 on the road, and that you have to go back decades to see a road team batting average like that. How much can Chris Bryant help that change and? In- is is that going to be like like one thing that maybe we can look at right away and see if this team is hitting better on the road that we'll know it's heading the right direction
1: well they have to that that was uh... One of those historically proportionate bad years. You just can't hit 217 and expect to have success out on the road. And I think Chris will bring a little bit of that veteran presence that some guys need. But you also got guys with another year of experience. I'm talking about Ryan McMahon, Brennan Rogers. I think C.J. Crone. Those type of guys will will definitely help. You know, spread it all out. But they they've got to hit. You know, But minimum, minimum like 235-240 out on the road, that would really make a big difference.
0: Okay, it's funny. I think, Mace, you and I should have this conversation another time, but Mm -hmm. it just dawned on me as we're talking to Huey. You can make the case that the National League West is as tough, if not tougher, than the AFC West where the Broncos play, but that is a different conversation. What are realistic expectations for the Rockies this year?
1: Well, I think if they climb somewhere in the neighborhood of that 500 mark and maybe go a couple games above with that extra wild card this year, I think it really opens up a lot more possibilities for a lot of teams. And when you when you look at it, the players are thinking the same thing. They're going, like, "Great, this is another opportunity." You're right, though, Abby. With the with the Dodgers, with the Padres, I, I, the Giants. I don't think will be quite as good as they were last year, um, just because they lost a couple starting pitchers, and, and that really hurts them. But it, it's going to be tough. Um, but the thing about it is, it goes back to that road. Uh, woes that we talked about you got to play a little bit better out of the road and you got to win probably 50 games at home and if you do that they'll put you right where you need to be
0: i'd ask you what color tie you're wearing on friday or what friday. do you think purple and is it is it just a monochromatic purple black well, suit white white shirt don't don't I, you know, don't tell me okay. that you're going to i have to wait to see come on give me a break <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, it's a purple shirt with a nice gray suit, nice purple tie, a little gray in the, pur- in, in the tie. You know, I'm tying it all together now. Do it the best I can. Well,
0: who, well, who does that? You or your wife?
1: My wife. Come that's on, what man. I.
0: That's, <laughs> what, that's what I figured.
1: I, 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 I need the. You remember, granimals for kids. That's kind of the way I'm at. Especially when we go on the road now. I, uh, my, my wife is like, okay, pick out all my suits does just go with that, and so, then I just lay it in my suitcase like that.
0: So on Friday, you have the dinosaur outfit, the purple <laughs> yes. dinosaur outfit, yes. right? Right? Are there your you are go. your boxers going to match?
1: <laughs> uh, my socks might. I won't go as far as my boxers. Do You own purple socks. A uh, couple pair.
0: You're a good man. Jeff yes, Hewson, <laughs> hey, thanks for your time as always. We look forward to uh, listening to you and Drew and the rest of the crew on AT&T Sportsnet on Friday. Enjoy opening day.
1: All right, fellas. Always a pleasure. See
0: you, Huey. Coming up after the break, Russell Wilson. He's going to be in the ballpark. He's throwing out the first pitch against the Dodgers. Remember, he used to be a ball player, so he certainly knows how to throw the ball. Yep. So question for you and Danny coming up after the break. If you could throw out the first pitch, do an opening day coin flip for an NFL game, drop a ceremonial first puck at an NHL game, or do the half-court shot like Rocky. What would you choose? That's next.
1: Do it all again. I kiss her.